Welcome, Nerdables, to episode 60. This week, Chris and I are talking Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Gotham. It's been two weeks now for Gotham. What do you think so far, Chris? Uh, it's good. Uh, I said after the first episode, I'm not sure what makes it Gotham yet, but I thought it was good enough that I had um, I had confidence that they'd get there, and it felt a lot better in the second episode in having villains that are kind of different than you'd see on, you know, Law and Order or something. Right. You know, the first episode was very much a, a to me, a pretty standard procedural slash crime drama, um, except for the Penguin. Yes. And then in the second one, not only to add the pieces of the Penguin, and then as you start to see some of the other stuff throughout the uh, the, the city, throughout their world, come into focus... Um, I guess we it, should it, say there should be some spoilers. There's lots of spoilers, yeah. Um, Batman dies in the first <laughs> episode. Yep, they shoot him too. Um, yeah, the first one there were there were some flaws that were that happened, and you know there were a couple little hiccups there. Um, Not the really flaws. I mean. There were things that they tried to do and didn't work, but there was there was I don't like know the if they tried anything that didn't work. I mean, it was the Blaine thing that stood out was the milk with Kitty. It, it, yeah, with but Kat. that's a production problem. That's yeah. not that's not uh, that's something where you look at it and go, it's a continuity error, right? Whoever and even the then, it could be well. It does. It couldn't even. It may not even be a continuity error. There is time between when she takes it and when she gets into the alley. So she could have drank it herself. That's true. And yeah. Beth said, "Well, she didn't think that it was a full thing, anyways, when she first got it." Yeah, it's definitely full when she right. gets it, and then there's a time lapse when she puts it into the saucer for the cat. So it's very possible that she drank three quarters of it. I mean, she's trying to look out for herself as well. Sure. So. That didn't bug me. Um, what about the Gordon close-up running? That's what I kind of... Again, it was a tonal thing. It was a just director's a shot. error to me. Yeah, it's not an error, but I think they just tried something, and that's the shot they had, and that's the shot they kept. Um, I mean, every show, you go back and look at the pilot, and the first oh, yeah. season looks so different. I mean, go back and watch the first season of Big Bang Theory. Right. It's so different tonally, and it's shot so different. Even well, in it used to be that pilots so. weren't seen. You never saw the pilot. Yeah, the pilots were very different. Um, this it's too expensive to do a pilot now to not put it on the air. Correct. So, I said I thought a lot of the pieces were there, um, and it was good enough to make me confident that it'll be good going forward. Um, you know, we go back to the comic book shows. I've, I've probably mentioned it here a few times that the first few episodes of Air uh, of Air of Arrow were kind of eh for me and then about halfway through they started to figure out where their legs are and pick it up and every show i think needs to be given a little bit of that sure. that rope um well a lot of it obviously that. the stakes are, are really high you, you gotta kind of hit the ground running going you know, yeah we'll, get, what, to, we'll get to the second you have to with people yeah. with everything that's out there for you i mean i know you almost sound a little bit of a hypocrite because i said that the agents of shield needed to hit the ground running and it didn't and but I also it it was bad enough in the first couple of episodes that I wasn't confident, right? Uh, as confident that it would get better. Um, in terms of Gotham, I think they know what they're doing. I like the casting choices. The Penguin is amazing. Penguin that guy is, that guy is really really good. Um, 
Cat's good. Cat's not bad. Uh, ben McKenzie, as always, is good. Yes. Uh, when he's doing little Russell Crowe. Um, I thought Donald Logue was a was a good choice for the way that they portray Bullock. Yes. Um, that's probably the only thing that took me out of that show. But it's a personal thing. Most of my experience with Bullock is from the cartoon. Right. So although Bullock in the cartoon is kind of gruff, he's not dirty. He's not explicitly dirty. They made him like the Bullock in the 1989 Batman yeah, movie. Yeah, they made him... Bullock in this is explicitly dirty. Yes. You know, not to a huge, huge degree, but he is, he's not, he's not clean. I mean, you know, whether he's taking bribes or not, probably not, but he's definitely doing things for different people. I mean, obviously the end of the first episode or three quarters of the way through, he's the one that directs Gordon to off. Right. Uh, the Penguin, this is something that he's comfortable with, that he's done before, that he expects to have done. So, The one thing I noticed in the second episode, and it's kind of made me a little weary going forward, because is that it seems like everybody from the mayor on down to the beat cops, everyone except for Gordon is dirty, except for the two detectives that are on the, the internal, yeah, right, the major crimes unit, um, and it, I'm just afraid it might wear too thin. If you have everybody be the bad guy, then it's just you know what, what's almost like what's the point? And that's kind of what they say in there to Gordon is you either join us or there's no point in you being here. Yeah, there's um, the the way that they seem to have set it up and what they've sort of said is it's not going to be a show. And I, I think I said this when we were talking about it looking forward to it my fear of it is that if it dwells so much into it if it's the the lone man against this city of sin mm -hmm. it's going to wear thin so quickly he's going to need allies he needs right. he needs a robin oh know? yeah and whether it's harvey dent in the second season whether it's another cop just someone that they they invent if they do a jason bard character if they mm -hmm. do something if they use Montoya and her partner as allies with Gordon or something it can help but the producers have already said they have to get the show to the point where Batman is needed that's right. kind of the story of Gotham is at least classically the way that I thought Miller did it in year one is Batman helps to take out the crime families and that lets all the freaks in and it's like mm -hmm. now there has to be a Batman there's nobody else that can deal with it right and that's where I'm kind of worried about the show being that if if this show is going to progress with Gordon cleaning up the police department and you know and the government, so to speak, then it's not going to leave the place for Batman to come in because unless it's just that the freaks are taking over at that point. Well, Gordon can't win. We already know that right. going in. It's the journey rather than the result, I think. Um, but yeah, it's. It's different than the Gordon that you see in Nolan's films, Correct. who, by the middle of Dark Knight Rises, with Harvey Dent on his side, cleans up the force for for the most part. He's still got a couple of bad right. apples in there, but he's cleaned up the force. He's he started to really take a dent out of crime. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> um, so he, but he, you know, he does it in a way that may not be exactly the way it should be. Yada yada yada. That's that's the most. That's the interesting story with Gordon is how does he do what he does? Um, how does he accomplish all the things that he wants to accomplish and not have to sacrifice his soul for it? Um, 
I said I liked it. I thought I thought it was good. I'm I'm interested to see. I'm definitely interested to see more of Nigma. I thought that guy was awesome. I, I like that character. Plays him was cool. I know some people have already been tired of the oh, the whole question thing. Like that's the point of the character. So, right. Um. I know there were some complaints about you know jamming too many characters into the first one. I didn't get that at all because the characters that were there they were hints. They were hints in some places. Um. If you didn't know Pamela's name, you wouldn't right. have known that was Ivy. Right, except um, for she was taking care of plants. Right, so that's what I mean. If you don't, if you don't really follow the mythos, you didn't know who it was. Right, um, and even then, they used that as. I think that's a good way of, of a motivation of turning her into a villain. Her father was murdered by the police. I know. I like in that a, in I a setup. A so there's a reason why she might turn. Um, uh, what do you like? Penguin obviously it was in it. Nigma's in, in one point. As you know, as a forensic scientist, that's what he's going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I think they've kind of said we probably won't see Nigma be a major player even throughout the first season. What they've seen to what they've said they're going to do is each season is going to be an arc right. with a villain. This is this one is the Penguin. This is going to be all about Fish Mooney and Carmen Falcone and uh, and the Penguin coming back. So I thought the Penguin was great. The second episode, the Just, second episode, the second episode was really good. I like him being kind of out. It's cool because it also takes. It takes you out of what's going on mm-hmm. with Gordon. You have another character to follow in a different location. How did you like the Penguin's mom? It fit. I thought it, I thought it was very fitting for. Yeah. It. Um, I thought it was it was a nice fit. It was done very creepily, but done in you know it was almost like a Norman Bates type thing. But yeah, it was done and it's, well. it's I mean it's a, it's a stock archetype character. We see this all the time with those kind of of. Uh, and apparently, you know, Selena mothers. Kyle is supposed to be thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about the ages. I know people have kind of been going off about the ages because yeah. all, everyone should be the same age or whatever. And it's, like, it's just, it's a new reality. It's a new universe. It's a new. Uh, it's a, just a new story, right? You know, Alfred. There's a couple people now talking about Alfred. Seems like he's Australian instead of British. He he is Australian, and I definitely think he's got more of the uh, the background that the um, the comic book Earth One uh, graphic novel mm-hmm. gave him, where he's not just a uh, he wasn't like an, an army field medic he was actually uh, a soldier right you know he was a special forces soldier the way that they presented him in earth one so he's got a bit more of an edge and it's a little bit tougher it's not the doting old old man who just takes care of him. i mean he's, well, I was gonna he's ask very you. he has a very uh he's very firm-handed yeah but he also has he has a confrontational relationship with bruce right which is different and i enjoy that i i think you know, it's if we're going to tell the same story over and over again, why do it? Right. You know, why would Christopher Nolan do Batman Begins if all he's going to do is the Michael Keaton movie? You know, he did something different. Mm-hmm. He changed, he tweaked some of the characters or what have you. So, do you like Bruce? I like Bruce. I think the kid's good. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how you keep that character relevant throughout an, an entire season. Right. I mean, he's not going to be able to call Gordon every single week and say, hey, come to the manor. Right. Uh, I want to talk about this, or I or want to talk about you know, that. Yeah, Alfred can't have him just show yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, there, I think there's going to have to be episodes where he's not in it. Well, I and just, see, I that's what I was wondering, is if they were going to, if they would go that far and not have... I think they have to. I, I, mean, I, agree. I, I think they they have this in the second episode to kind of remind people that he's there, rather than just have him disappear two episodes in. But I, I think in the first five episodes, you'll see a, an episode without him in it at all. So what do you think about the rumors that have uh, come out I guess as of today, when we started this recording, about how because of the the Q, you know, which is the Queen Consolidated symbol. Yeah, there was a moment of 
in in the second episode where there's a shot of the city and there's a queue in it, it looks like a queue. No one's really said whether it really is or not. It took me. I mean, well, I you go back it, and look, look at, at it. it. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, it looks pretty close. The thing is, I, I think it's just an egg. It's just a nod. Right. Um, well, if you there's notice, no way. There's no way Fox is going to allow that to happen. No. There's no way the CW is going to allow that to happen. More so than what you just saw. Right. There's a cue in it. Okay, great. But they, I think they put it in there for to let these fans have this crazy, you know, this and this and this and this, because what people are saying is that Gotham takes place years before Arrow. Mm-hmm. So Gotham, um, Queen Consolidated would be a huge company. It would be all over the world. It hasn't, you know, kind of imploded. Um, and Ollie would be about the same age as Oliver's father. Yeah, Oliver's father. Obviously, would still be alive. Yeah, he'd be about the same age as. But Bruce. It, it would also be um, there's obviously so many. Bat family villains that they've put into Arrow. Yes. So this would be the beginning of Rachel Ghoul or something. I, to me, it's just it's just people going off on on um, you know a little piece. I think it's just it's just a little Easter egg for fans. Like here you go. It's kind of funny. There was a lot, but there's a lot of that in there. You know. Yeah. There's a I, lot. I of, there's a lot there's... of fan service in there, and it's done in just a very quick, you know, little tiny way that you don't really know. It's so like last night I noticed that. If you look at the smoke in one of the uh, in front of a billboard, you know when they do the pan of the city and everything, it looks just like the chalk mark of the bat symbol that they used in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, see that? Th- I mean, when when guys were going even farther of like what Bruce what Bruce is drawing, yeah, is something crazy. Um, they were talking uh, about how one of the uh, one of the kidnappers last night was actually supposed to be the Joker and the other was supposed to be Harley because well I think that they had the the someone posited this idea that every episode would contain a character in which the fans would think they're the Joker and the right. first one is the comedian at the club when um, which is based uh, off killing Joe. when Fish Mooney is uh, uh, you know basically tells the she's, thing when she's the, yeah, yeah she's she, auditioning she basically out, yeah. Um, and there was also supposed to be the dan or the the strippers or the dancers in the back were supposed to be in like a Harley type costume. Yeah, I think if if you're going to watch it with that sort of eye, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Yeah, because I don't even think the you know it's the producers are are probably just looking at it going, we're just doing what we feel is right for the scene or the shot um, or I the think story. I'll- and I mean, I'm sure there's there's some bit piece, but I can't imagine there's that sort of thing. It's just fascinating. As I was watching it, I was thinking of those things too. Yeah. Um, there's a fascinating article in Entertainment Weekly this week. Uh, I can't remember the TV critic's name, but he is a huge Lost fan, and mm-hmm. he was talking about how Lost, uh, his tenth anniversary of Lost, and how it changed the way we look at shows because we look at these type of shows always going, "What's in the background? What's yeah. this? What's going on here?" We're, we're trying to put stuff together, and he said he felt he was a part of the problem because now that's what we do instead of sitting back and enjoying yep. the story, like. Lost is, I'll be uh, full disclosure, Lost is my favorite TV series of all time because I didn't get wrapped up in that sort of thing. I let the story unfold. I let the relationships unfold. I'm the one that didn't hate the last season. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoyed the finale because I loved the characters. And so, you know, I wasn't watching it with this idea of going, which one is the Joker? Which one is Harley? When is this person going to show up? Is that supposed to be this guy? What is this happening here? The only thing that I saw was the cue because it was so bright. Right. And apparently there was a question mark over one of them too at one point. There were, well, there's there's the shot of the the promo shot that they used. Yeah. The the facades that have everything on it. They had everyone's character. My thing when I saw it when I first saw it was that it was a stock shot from Arrow. 
Yeah. That was one of the things I thought. I was like, I wonder if that's a stock shot from Arrow because, you know, you just a quick sort of a panning of the city, but I don't think they set up Star But you know, You're Star right. We, we are at an age now where even with movies and everything, everybody's looking for the spoilers. Look at Guardians. You know, as soon as it's it came out, spoilers. they were like... It's everybody feels... Or not, not really spoilers, but Easter eggs. Everybody thinks that everything means something. Right. It's... um. Oh damn it! There's a game. I can't remember what game, but it was it was a video game. You know, one of those dungeon type games, and there'd be empty rooms, and everyone said, "There's no such thing as an empty room. There's right. something hidden in that room." And you drive yourself crazy. And you might as well put padded walls in those rooms mm-hmm. because you'd go crazy running around an empty room for two hours. There's no such thing as an empty room. There's no such thing as an empty room. There's an empty room. You know, it's this thing here. The 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 showgirls are dressed up as showgirls because they're showgirls. Well, the other thing Not is because they're Harley. The Quinn. colors of you know of of. Uh, Fish Mooney are red and black. Yeah. You know, her hair is red and black. Well, the classic saloon girl, show girl yeah. outfit is usually red, orange, and black. So, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, Arrow does a lot of, you know, Easter eggs, mm-hmm. usually using the 52 number. They do a lot of that type of stuff. I mean, go all the way back to Smallville. There's a, there's mm-hmm. a ton of Easter eggs in Smallville. And, you know, if, if it's... An Easter egg can be fun and kind of cool, but when it gets to be the point, you you're you're done. Right. I mean, I think a lot of shows that have tried to follow that model have failed. Heroes failed. Revolution failed. Mm-hmm. Um, Flash Forward failed. Where uh, you you just couldn't sit back and it's... watch the story anymore. You you're eyes forward with your eyeballs glued to it and DVRing it and rewinding it and wondering, you know, what's what does this mean? What does this mean? Do you what's think going it's on too here? Too much of trying to do fan service to them, everybody. Yes. Oh yeah. I think I think Smallville got it right, um, especially early on, where there were just pieces, but it wasn't every episode. The mm-hmm. only thing that they, they did, and it was a style choice, was that he was in blue and red every single time. Right. No matter what he was wearing, he was in blue and red. But it would be two, three episodes between seeing things like, you know, the Man of Tomorrow for his school mm-hmm. campaign, uh, the, the Lex being president, uh, there'd be other little pieces or names that would throw out there. Um if you try to do it, I think every episode, if, if you're you're taking yourself out of the show creativity, creative, creatively, if you're trying to force something in. Well, yeah, and as you said, you become doing nothing but watching for a Easter egg instead of actually watching what's going on. The, the hard part, I think, with the show for fans is going to be when you have such a rich history and a rich mythos like that, and you have a show that's on week after week after week, unlike a movie, right? where you have a movie and you've been kind of told going in, this movie's about... The Scarecrow and Carmen Falcone mm-hmm. and Rachel Ghoul, and that's it. Don't look for anything else, and you go see it, and that's what it is. Right. But the TV series, my fear is, when are they going to get to the Joker? When are yeah. they going to get to Mister Freeze? When are they? When is when is Ivy going to grow up? Mm-hmm. When is Batman coming? When, and that's that to me is the fear of of the fan base is to not try and think that you're going to get everything right away. Right. You know, I watched. Fans go crazy in, in the world of comic books. G.I. Joe, when IDW relaunched G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. When are they going to get to Storm Shadow? When are they going to get to this storyline? When are they going to do Battle of Cobra? When are they going to do this? I'm like, guys, it's just it's just a comic. You know, go. They're going to yeah. do what they're going to do. You know, this is, you've already know you're not going to see Batman. They've already said we're not going to see the Joker in the first season. Um, there are no plans for Mr. Freeze. You don't they know have said that they, you will see the, the reopening or formation of Arkham. Yeah, and they, uh, they already started that. Yeah, and then um, there was a couple others that they said that you will see, you know, like the ones that they announced. Yeah, but it's not, I mean, 
like I said, I just want to enjoy the show for what it is. Like I said, it's good. It's not, you know, it didn't blow me out of the water. But it doesn't have a, like a CSI type, you know, story each week where the, you know, it, it, it does it, it's have got a some, comic it's got some stuff book. to go through. You've, you're, you're following, you know, what I said I thought that the, the season would be is that Gordon is trying to find Bruce, or, I'm sorry, Thomas and Martha's killer. So, right. uh, you know, we kind of knew that would be, or kind of guessed that that would be the caveat to run through the story. So you're going to have that. But last night's crime that they were solving, did it feel to you like a CSI or like a NCIS or, you know, no, last night shows? it felt like a comic book show. I yeah. mean, it was kind of crazy villains. Lily Taylor is excellent. It's just total creep fest. Yeah. Um, but it didn't have a, a sense of danger that a lot of the, you know, no, I, a lot I, of the I think it did, but it, I said the first one, the first episode didn't feel like outside of the penguin. It didn't feel like, it was different than than Blue Bloods, sure. you know, to to a little degree. You get a little more over the top. You get a little more soap opera because that's what comics are. Right. Comics are comics are soap opera. Would you people, be? Would you? People don't want be that way. Or yes, you... if that's what you, if that's what your show is going to be, right? That's what your show mm-hmm. should be. You know, even Gotham Central, the comic that this based on, although it was based, you know, more gritty and what have you, it dealt with the fact that they lived in Gotham. Right. The hardest thing that they're going to have to pull off is Gotham has to be a character, and you don't feel that in the first... To me, you don't, I, I didn't feel it in the first episode, really. No. Outside of, oh, it's the mob, and the mob runs this corner, and the mob runs this corner, and you got to go ask somebody, okay, I've seen this before, I've done it before. The second one, it's a little more colorful, it's a little more crazy. The, the scene between Fish and Carmen Falcone is is pretty intense so you know like i said it's good um i enjoyed it and i'm looking forward to going forward and watching ben mckenzie do russell crowe yeah (laughs) no i no, i'm totally enjoying it i i'm I'm actually pleased at how much i am enjoying it because i was you know we've talked about how skeptical we were about all you know well this is this is about what i expected i didn't expect to be blown away and i didn't think it would be terrible because right the amount of money, the talent in it, the amount of money being spent, the production value for it, the only thing I was worried about was the writing, and the writing isn't bad. Mm-hmm. So, Do you like the relationship between Barbara and Jim? That's the only thing that bugs me. Yeah? I think I think she's useless. Personally, yeah. I think she's useless. I know she, she moves the plot forward in the second episode a little. She has a history with, with uh, Montoya. Which, which yeah, sure that's we'll a see. really odd. Well, I mean, the way they're they, basically they're they're using they're using Barbara as the way to get to the important parts of Montoya's right. character as it came out later, um, as she came out later too. Um, With that, that the first episode, they kind of really yeah, they basically that. told you, look, we get it. Yeah. You know, Montoya is is batting for the other team or whatever. Um, it's kind <laughs> of they, way to put it. The, well, they they kind of use Barbara in the place of you. Really didn't feel the thing with Montoya until the Fifty Two Weekly series, where you found out that she was in a relationship with the woman who became Batwoman. Right. So that's the first place that I said I read the first two trades that they originally had at Gotham Central, but I'll completely admit it, I don't remember them. Um, so I'm not as steeped in the lore of the comic that this was originally, originally, originally based on. Well, they were saying so that again. The, the that, this is part of the reason that that Bullock and Montoya, to me, are not familiar with this kind of way that they are because Gotham Central to me is something that I didn't complete. Always wanted to, right? And I will. Um, but for me, all my experience—not all, most of my experience—with Montoya and Bullock are in the cartoon, right? And obviously, totally different 
uh, parameters than what they are mm-hmm. in the show. Well, the captain in Gotham Central and I think a couple others, she was portrayed as a, um, she was one of the good guys. She wasn't, you know, corrupt. And yeah, in year one, she sleeps with Gordon. Yeah. That's that's the woman that he ends up marrying. Right. Um, yeah, this is, she's kind of in name only. I think in all the incarnations I've seen, she's, She's fairly straightforward, and she becomes Gordon's mm-hmm. ally. Um, so, yeah. It's, I, mean, I mean, I get that they'll get to that point where Gordon, you know, Bullock will probably be one of his allies or something. It'll be the two of them. Well, there's but, always going to be that history, though. I mean, he's going to have to get rid of him. Yes. And again, over-the-top type of things in comic book characters. The mayor is is obviously the bad, you know, one of the bad guys. Oh, he's the, definitely the, a comic book. The uh, captain... The police captain is, you know, just trying to stay out of the mayor's way mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So, and I think they've set up this idea that Carmine says in the beginning of you, know, you can't have organized crime without law and order. It's, you know, one side one hand washes the other. Right. We don't let Gotham get crazy. You guys don't let Gotham get crazy. You know, one way or the other. We take right. care of each other. That's why he was basically saying him and the Waynes run the. Yeah, same I mean, it's 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 a it's a trope of of this kind of storytelling and it's done well of the idea that you know the mob and organized crime took care of really violent criminals right they kind of went to the police said we'll take care of it you don't need due process you don't need arrest we'll go kill them we'll go throw them in the ocean you don't arrest us for it right but you you also don't get a guy who's gonna go murder a whole bunch of innocent people or start a gang war Mm -hmm. and then the police are kind of the same way we're not gonna bust up your prostitution drug and gambling rings just give us just you know don't yeah you know that's that seems there's a lot of stories yeah you know organized crime stories like that and they've gone that route with here and i don't think that's a bad thing so no i'm i'm curious to see where it's going to go and i mean you know with all these shows you can always see that you know the first like we've always said the first five or six episodes you know the the writers aren't necessarily writing for the actors they have you know until they they get into that second half of the season and usually that's where the shows pick up yeah, I mean, there's stuff that hits the ground running. Again, speaking of Lost, I thought Lost was, you know, Lost was a concept that they threw at it out in there, and it just totally worked. And mm-hmm. they hit with some really great actors. And I also think they figured out who to get rid of very quickly. Um, It'll be interesting to see what characters they bring in that eventually will turn into these supervillains. You know, and how they develop into becoming a supervillain. And it's not just the fact that okay, Batman's here now. You know. I'm a supervillain. You know, it'd be nice to yeah. see their origins from the very beginning, and it looks like that's what's happening. Yeah, it's kind of like you can already see threads, like like with Nigma. You know, he he's working with the police and everything. He's he's relatively sane, you can tell, but there are little hints that you know he could be turned. Well, stuff because they've admitted what Nigma's uh, motivation is. Um. Uh, so you kind of know if you've read it, you know going forward, it's it's a lot like what most of his origins are. Is that he sees himself as extra- incredibly brilliant, but also mm-hmm. um, disrespected and undervalued, and so that's why he turns. So yeah. whether he's working for um, whether he's working for uh, Wayne Enterprises or he's working for Gotham City PD mm-hmm. or he's working for LexCorp or whatever that whatever um, 
sort of origin they decide to go with, it it kind of all falls under the same thing. So, do you think we'll, idea. we'll see Harvey come in as a lawyer and work his way up? He'll be like one of the good guys. You know, it'll be him and maybe. Yeah, I think work. I think you'll see that in one of the seasons. I think what they what they'll do is they're going to do each season as a, um, you know, one one or the other. So we're watching the first one as we watch Cobblepot and. Fish Mooney try to do almost accomplish the same thing, but right. in different ways. You'll probably see uh, him show up, uh, uh, Harvey show up at some point with the same idea of having some other, you know, parallel storyline going with him. You know, him I'd almost like to, to see him up. do Harvey kind of like the long Halloween, you know, where um, he gets pushed too far and starts, you know, actually committing murders before he's, you know, two face. Well, I think that's kind of standard in the uh, uh, Dark Knight tried to do it, but they didn't really push it as far as they could. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of they. they yeah, no, it. Dark Knight was he's he's straightforward all the way until until his uh, until his basically until his, his turn. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of the the standard way. Okay, so uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. premiered last week also. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. premiered last week. That's right. Any better um, for you? It was better until Fitz showed up. Uh, <laughs> you really hate that character. Oh, that character's terrible. Just completely <laughs> worthless. At, uh, least he's, at least he has more of a story this time. Hopefully the story is he gets shot in the, head, in the face and it's over. Um, my complaints of the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are pretty... Uh, well known and legendary. Do you uh, think that it's just a terrible show? Do you think that because the biggest complaint that everybody had about the first season that was, was Ward. terrible? Yeah. Well, it was Ward. No, the biggest complaint was it's terrible. It was just it. It's all around terrible. There were very few. Def- there were very few saving grace pieces for it. You know, even even Arrow that we watched that first half season and go, eh, it has. He's some. good. Yeah. Diggle's really good. The production value is really good. You know, it's. Sh- I thought it was shot well. well even I just Steven, the, the even, tone is kind of wrong. But I even don't when like you were kind of like with Stephen Amell, you were kind of like, well, he, he's okay. He I know he was better. good. I, I was. He was. He was the little. My problem with it, especially with I him don't on the I, island. Well, the thing is, I don't think. Well, the island stuff they had to get past so much of that early right. whiny boy stuff. So I understood that. I'm like, God, I really want to get past this. And once they got past it, it was great. Um. When they got to the point where the character on the island is the same character as he is in Star City, then it's like, okay, I'm watching the same guy. This is cool. Right. The The thing with the beginning was um, I don't think they knew how to have any fun. Yeah. And that's so, you know, not to go off the tangent with Arrow, it wasn't until, uh, for me, it wasn't until um, Felicity showed up where you could have a character who could be funny and have fun and it didn't detract from all of the serious stuff going on. You right. know, it was a cool character to throw in there and make it a little more lighthearted and you kind of got a chuckle or at the very least the other characters had to react to her not being as dead serious as they were. Um, well, that, Shield had no idea. But what Shield kind of did that when they when they added the black guy towards the end. The only thing that I thought they did right that whole season, the, here's the thing with Shield from the start to the, to, to the end. It's a show that to me, not written well, not acted well. Correct. Terrible characters. Yes. Terrible characters. Um, people who are presented to you as the best there is at what they do, and they are outright retarded. Yes, at what they do, especially Apologies Ward, Ward, for the for the for the non PC 
the second Ward episode. Ward was a cardboard cutout. The hell with card. Yeah, I said Ward was not strong enough to carry it. It all relied on Clark Gregg's Agent Coulson. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm sorry, he's not. That character is not a main character. Right. That character should have always been a supporting character. Do you but like him now? The way he I like him now life? because he's not in the episode as much. Um, and I think the way that they've removed him from that team was better. We'll get into that. We'll talk about some of the, the problems with that second episode. Yes. Of of the first season. When they go to the jungle and they find this piece of alien equipment, nobody knows what it does. The first episode. And it could it could swift could shift the balance of power and the two combat rated shield agents are not in the room with right. the really scary object when the pretty girl who was fighting against them in the first episode in a way is in the room with the non-combat scientists. Yes stupid they let armed agents of a foreign national army onto their plane mm-hmm. stupid and you're just you're just dumb but dumb even, but the, even the enchantress the episode didn't my do anything. god the enchantress episode is one of the dumbest things i've ever seen they yes. tell ward only few people can resist the enchantress's voice but no one can resist her touch don't let her touch you and he just stands there as she approaches right. him it's just it's stuff like that the production values to me were terrible. It just looked bad. The mm-hmm. flying car, oh, the plane, the design of the plane. I'm like that. That can't fly. Right. The the engine wash would go over the, the back <laughs> the back wings. It's just, like, well, I did, we did notice that before that the wings are offset. And the so, wings are just uh, so that the, the the engine wash won't actually. Um, again, the most interesting character was May, and they really didn't do anything with her. Her right. backstory. <laughs> They treated me, her. That was one of the they bad problems. Nobody her. had a backstory. Well, they treated her as they treated everybody except Sky as an archetype. Yes, everyone's you know it's the it's the the gruff warrior, it's the reluctant warrior, it's the nerd, it's the pretty nerd, mm-hmm. and it's the new girl. There you go. And so when everybody's an archetype, you don't have anybody to play off of. You don't really know what's going on. Right. Um, even when. Uh, I think they were hampered by their schedule as they had to wait for Winter Soldier. Do you think that's going to be the biggest problem for the show is waiting on the movies? I don't think they have to wait on the movies anymore. Or that's, now that, they, that's the now part that of they've this. kind of gotten there's rid no, of it. Yeah, that, they had to wait on that movie. I don't think there's another movie that they have to wait on. I don't I don't see S.H.I.E.L.D. playing a huge part in With Age Avengers? of Ultron. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they do, so I don't think they have to really worry. And plus, that movie comes out after the end of the season. So right. you can tell them, if, if it does play a part, if you're telling them, hey, Shield needs to be something substantial mm-hmm. by May of next year. Going into this season, that's what your season is, right? That's Coulson your season tries, Yeah, Colson tries to rebuild Shield. He makes it something substantial before the movie comes out, or they just tell him, you know what, just do your own thing. You know, do and do your own show. I um, think that's a good thing with actually not having a fall movie this time. Yeah, well, that's that's you don't have anything that you have to tie yourself into. Um, hopefully, there's no one. You know, after Thor, there was a bunch of people like, why isn't S.H.I.E.L.D. going with Thor? Why yeah. doesn't Thor have to deal with S.H.I.E.L.D.? Unless they're like, it's there. You just got to wait. Why didn't anybody week. from S.H.I.E.L.D. show up? Because they Well, did. now we know they because Hydra up. was... Well, they showed up a week later. Yeah. Um. So going into the second season... uh, Oh, back to the... We waited for Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier comes out. There's six episodes left. Garrett finally gets interesting because mm-hmm. he's the villain a little bit. Um... And everyone's like, "Oh, this is this is amazing. This is the best." Those episodes still aren't that good compared to what it came from. Yeah, but as I said before, if you take a gigantic pile of of turd and you right. cut a little piece off that turd, it's still a turd. It's sure. just not as big. Um, 
the last episodes suffer from the same things that all the the beginning does. Bad directing, in my opinion, terrible stunt coordination, not great fighting. Not it just. I don't know what this show is in any way, shape, or form. Get to the second season, and really crossing my fingers that Fitz was going to stay in that coma. It would have been awesome. He shows up. Really hoping that we wouldn't see Ward for a while. Shows up in the first episode. Do you think? Because the biggest concern I've had is, are they going to bring Ward back to being a good guy? Do you think they've gone? They've taken him too far to bring him back. I mean, okay. I know it is comic Ward, but Ward's entire arc makes no sense. Correct. Because when you first see him, he's it's so obvious he's in love with the guy because he's teaching her. Right. And then he starts sleeping with May. Right. And then he becomes the villain. And then he says, I'm willing to turn my back on villainy, not for shield, not for honor, not for anything, but because I guy. really I want to sleep with you again. Yeah. And it makes no sense right. because if he's so head over heels in love with him, why did he ever sleep with May? Right. Because exactly. there's nothing, you know, maybe someone's going to rewrite it and say he was trying to get information out of May and it didn't work or whatever. It just doesn't make any sense. It feels like it really was two weeks before they wrote the episode after Winter Soldier and go, you know who should be Hydra? Ward. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like, there's nothing there's nothing in that first two-thirds of the season that would make you look at it and go, this doesn't make any sense. And the the when Skye's brought into the, the prison or whatever, into the brig, to, to talk to Ward, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the dialogue that is so, so tricky. Yeah. It's so t- And it's all from him. You know, it's like, I'll do anything. I love you. Yeah. I came back for you. I didn't. I I threw Fitz and Simmons into the ocean for you or whatever. It's just like no, and the whole Fitz thing. It's just I'm annoyed by that character to start with because I can't stand him. Right. And now you're telling me not only is he as annoying as he was before, but he's now he can't damaged. remember stuff. He's, he's brain damaged. He's, he's got seeing, a snap of his yeah. fingers. He's seeing ghosts. Um, just but see the other thing was that they didn't really to me. It just seemed. I'll like, tell you. I'll tell you who I cared about in the second season opener. Zena and her crew. And you know who wasn't there at the end of the season opener because they're dead? Zena and most of her crew. Right. I was really, that was upsetting. I was just like, I wanted to follow them and I didn't because they're Did gone. this episode, did the first episode have more danger? Like, was there more danger? I just thought it was, it? it was, I thought it was a little tighter. It was tighter, mm-hmm. pl- uh, paced, plotted. Um, I thought they did a great job using the absorbing man as the bad guy. I was going to say, how'd you like Penny's boyfriend good, as the. It was a good choice. That's where he's from. Yeah, it's Mike that. from uh, yeah. it's Mike from the first season of Big Bang Theory. Um, I thought that was a good choice to use that villain because it's such a visual power that's very yes. easy to to relate to the audience. Very easy to show the audience exactly what that power is. Doesn't say anything. Perfect. Did you like how he grabbed the ball? He's got and the chain. ball. Good Easter egg in it. The, the only thing the, I wished was when he was in the jail. You know how they put him in the pants. Mm-hmm. I wish they were. I, I thought that'd be kind of cool if they were striped. Yeah, I think that would have been. A I think, too but far. then I thought that yeah, might. I, be I think. Too far. I think it's. It's obvious no one ever uses that anymore. Right. Um, the 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 relationship between Coulson and the the general there, I can't remember his name. Anyway. Taggett. That's Ta- no, not Taggett. It's a familiar name. It's it's he's in the comics too. He, I can't he is remember in the comics. His name, he's, he's one of the com- he's yeah. But I can't remember his name. He goes after the hawk quite a bit. Um, and he's not. It's, I mean, he's not. But it's that. not. Yeah, it's not Ross. It's the other guy. Uh, but anyway. Uh, I thought that was done well. It kind of establishes that. It established the way Coulson is. Uh, I didn't hate Sky, so there's that. 
Yeah, she was. A little, uh, she grew. I mean, she's just, a little bit better. I, I think it's once she finally gets in there, and in, in they needed to get to the point where she was accepted as a part of that team because you're watching the show through the first season, going, it's obvious she's accepted as a point as a part of the team. But she and worked then better was, with her and May. Oh, she's great with May, and and I'm fine with that, and I'd love to see that continue. Um, trip, 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 trip's still great. Yeah, needs a bigger role. Um, but to, and to me, Trip is that character that you know he can give you that little one-liner. That's I was really hoping that Trip and those mercenaries would stay. Yeah, and and Zena would stay. I can't remember her character's name. Terrible with names. Um, I thought that was the most interesting part. Well, I didn't hate. I, is I'm, it one or two of her character? Two of her team stayed. Only one of only one of the guys survives the car crash. The driver dies. The driver. Uh, I think he was the driver, or was he the passenger in the front? Only one of them. The, dies. the one that the one that was having trouble with you know wanting to meet with Coulson and wanting to not yeah. wanting to be a part of it. He's the one that lives. Yeah, he was the one that got in the back seat. Yeah, yeah. It I mean it was kind of it, weird that they all of a sudden had this team, but it was nice that they were bringing in these you know extra these mercenaries. Well, I think that this, that, that's part of the idea is they're trying to find. Uh, Coulson admits we have to find allies. We don't have the luxury. We don't know who everybody is, and we don't even know if we can trust X Shield. So we're trying to find our friends where we can find them, and I think that'll be part of the the whole storyline. His whole trip, yeah, you know, that keeps him away is, you know, got to go talk to people. I got to do. I got to re-recruit. I got to redo this. So, did you like the opening with Agent Carter back in 1945? Anything that gets uh, uh, Haley Atwell back on my screen is. I mean, obviously, that was total fan service for setting up Agent Carter. But, um, but, but it's not again, even that. It, it, has it was to a do nice with the way story. to set up It the... was a way of why this would be so hidden. Where is it from? We also introduced the main villain. And, you know. Yeah. No, it. it now you're going, wait, how did he stay it ties young? It, it ties it into. Uh, yeah. It, it, it does a lot of things for the story in and of itself rather than just, hey, guys, we have another show coming up. Um, Wouldn't it be great if he turns out to be the Red Skull? I don't think he can be the Red Skull. We already saw the Red Skull. I know, but you know he does say the Red Skull's dead, but Red Skull can put on a different he face. He doesn't look like uh, the agent to me, so. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Um, I think it's... Uh, what about Patton Oswalt? We, I mean, we kind of we were talking about this one. They yeah, Pat and Oswald. They kind of give you a little hint into. into well, we kind of figured that anyway. Oh yeah, as soon just, as you saw him, after I think he died what, the, what they'll time. treat they're going to treat the LMDs not as copies of actual agents, but right. an agent who can copy himself, sort of thing. I mean, he's basically just going to be a robot soldier. He'll be a GI Joe terms. He'll be a bat. You know, where there's one design mm-hmm. that they just use over and over and over again. Do you think uh, we'll see Sharon Carter show up? Because, I mean, she's on an ABC show already. Yeah, she's on an ABC show. So so I think she's a little busy. Yes. I mean, if we didn't see Maria until the end of last year after How I Met Your Mother wrapped, I don't think you'll see this. Right. I'm wondering if we'll actually see Maria show and up they this may year. they may save Sharon for later. Um, I know we're going to get Mocking Mockingbird in a couple. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there's so many guys that they're already going to get to. You're going to see Deathlock again. You're going to see mm-hmm. Mockingbird. Um, there was somebody else they announced, and I can't remember what it was. I'm looking forward to it. It's not. I mean, I'm not. I can excited. see the Wrecking Crew too. You at know, some point. I'm not. I don't think they're going to because the other the uh, the rest of the Wrecking Crew, those powers are not easy to. That's true. It's either something really boring, like I'm super strong and I can run through walls. Who cares? 
or uh, what's that? About? Uh, the other guy's got like a magical crowbar or whatever. Right. And I think the other guy's the same thing. He's just like I'm super strong. Now um, that the Kree have been introduced through Guardians of the Galaxy, do you think that the I Blue think, Man is going to be a Kree? A group? Yeah, totally. Um, I think we already knew the Blue Man was was a Kree. Right, and but we know it's what one if the of blue, what if the Blue Man group was a Kree? <laughs> that's how that's how they um, infiltrate us. Because we already know that Sky isn't Sky. Sky is half alien. They alluded to that already in the first season. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we'll get to that anytime soon. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, are, are you more excited for this season now than you were last year? Uh, it's about the same because I really... After watching the first episode last year and then after watching oh, the first yes, episode then, this year. Yes, I'm, looking, I'm more looking forward to this season than last season. So I watched the first episode last season and I was like, this is crap. Yeah, I had to watch, I, was I watched it, was it right back afterward and I went kind of like the same thing I did after I watched episode one. And I was like, Ugh. I was so disappointed because I wanted S.H.I.E.L.D. to be so good. Yeah, no, S.H.I.E.L.D. was terrible. Um, no, this was much better. I think the, the going to the low-tech, the, the lo-fi, low-tech rebuilding thing helps them because now you accept why everything looks so crappy. Right. Which is what uh, you said all along they needed to do. It needed to be more of a Secret Warriors type thing than actually being Yeah, because it's, it's just shield. they don't have the money to look like a Marvel movie. This is what I said before the first right. episode. What I thought, I mean, I, I truly gave a 51% chance before the first episode premiered. If we go back and look a year and a half ago or whatever at, at our podcast, I was saying I I'm would not be surprised if this show doesn't make a year because it's too expensive for what it is but it's really not expensive enough because fans are going to expect to see a movie quality production on the screen and you're not going to get it and what did we see we saw a terrible flying car right we saw terrible just static sets well this one even the even the 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 post-winter soldier stuff where everyone's like oh the the buildings that they're in look terrible right this building that they're in now, this old school warehouse, the SSR from mm-hmm. from Peggy Carter stuffs all over the place. It looks cool. It well, you looks know what that's interesting. From, right? That's the that's yeah, the SSR no. from the uh, from the one shot. Yeah, that's yeah. the SSR is Peg- that's what Shield starts as. Right. That's the shirt I have that I haven't worn yet. Yeah, which um, I think it'll be really cool. It'll be a nice touch is if they actually have uh, the SSR. You know, when they do the Peggy Carter, if they're in the same type, in the same building. I think that'd be a real nice. That's. I think that's it. what it's supposed to be. That's. I think it's supposed to be the same building that they kind of. If we if we go with Winter Soldier, then it looks like it started on the ba- on the base. So right. maybe that's what they're going to go with instead. Um, but yeah, but if you go back but to they the made, one shot, they remember the one it. shot they had the SSR. Yeah, in it was in that a, it building. was in an office building. Yeah, right. And then at, towards the end of that one, that's when they said that they were going to start Shield. That her and Tony or her and Anthony, her and. Oh my God, uh, Stark, Howard, Howard. Thank you. God, I wouldn't blank. I could think it was Tony and Anthony. Um, they were the ones who were going to do Shield, so that may be when they move to the base. So, I don't know. That'll be cool to see because that'll be the mid-season replacement for Shield, and I think that'll be a nice way to break up that show. Well, that was what they were talking about. Is that it should be a lot better for everyone that. Uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, for those that don't know, as a Checking manager, at work, no, um, the schedule for work didn't get published, and I thought I published it, so uh, nobody knows what they're working tomorrow. So I kind of need to tell them. Um, 
I don't know what NHL scores. I want to know what happens at the end of the baseball game. Uh, what the hell were we talking about? You were talking about... Um, we were talking about the... We were talking about thing. SSR. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I don't either now. I've oh, the schedule. Um, that they said that you're, you're, you'll oh. get like 10 or 11 straight episodes and then the 10 episodes or 11 episodes or whatever it is of the Peggy Carter series and then the 10 episodes. I right. think that'll help a lot. Because, you know, we made fun of this, what, two weeks ago when we were talking about it. Like last year with S.H.I.E.L.D., it was three new, two repeats, one new, one repeat, three new, four repeats, off the air for two weeks. So ABC doesn't have anything on Tuesdays. It's not like, you know, Fox is kind of always gets screwed because they don't know when baseball is going to be. Do you think that they're going to tie them together? Like, you know, if they are, let's say they are in the same building, you know, like, Towards when they get to episode ten or something that's getting ready to end for the break, they find something that you know gives a flashback to, you know, to nineteen forty five or whenever they have it, and then that sets up Sharon Carter, and then that brings it, they can bring it out of it. I don't. Maybe, but I don't think that's a good idea. I think they need to make Carter show her own show. You know, really? let her be the start of this. Yeah, if it's something like. It doesn't necessarily yeah. need to be a full tie-in where you, they're going to meet with, with Peggy. or anything. Yeah, there might be something that's there if they're in the same they building or whatever. They find an old folder or something. Or, you know. Yeah, but that's if, if, it's a, if it's a lead-in sort of thing of whatever episode 10 or 11, whatever cliffhanger that is, right. leads into the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. origin series, you're like, ugh. I, don't, I, I think that's a terrible idea. If they do it, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Hopefully, they I mean, won't. it could be something as simple as something comes back because obviously you're going to have the maybe same they can villain. send ward back in time and you get shot in world war ii <laughs> but you obviously you're going to have the same villain you know as, as your main villain i don't know if it's obvious well they they showed him at the end of this one right but I, I, that's the thing i don't think that's going to be the villain in the sh- in the peggy carter series because he's so? a re- yeah because he's he's uh he's a leader he's, of hydra there. yeah but he's arrested true so you don't there's no reason true you may see him incarcerated at some point and go hey that's the guy from shield um but I don't know if it's necessary that he's going to be the villain in the in the the past series. So, so wrapping it up, which I mean, obviously you're you're feeling more confident about Gotham than you are about Agents of Shield, and we've always said this: DC does a better job with TV than Marvel does. Um. Well, the, the Marvel hasn't really done anything in TV until this. Well, unless really? you go back to you know the Incredible Hulk and then go back yeah, to Incredible Captain Hulk was America, really yeah, then it's like all back in nineteen seventies and whatnot. I don't think Captain America was actually a TV series. It was for like half a season or something. Wow, because anyway. he he rode around on the motorcycle and they had a really I thought that I thought, I thought that was song. like some crappy like maybe like a TV knockoff movie? or something. Yeah, no, no, no. Anyway, um, no, it's it's uh, I don't know if it's really comparing one to the other. I mean. I'll still be watching both shows. Yeah. Maybe the only thing is because I know the history of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and watching the first season, I'm kind of waiting for it to like, oh, are we going to go back to being crappy again? Um, uh, But, you know, maybe I'll be surprised. It's Tuesday night. You know, it's going to be, it's it's probably, it's on right now, right? Yeah. Uh, Watching the DVR, maybe, maybe Fitz dies in this episode. I'm like, you know what? I'm in. This is a good season. (laughs) Go team, go. It looks like Absorbing Man's going to be around for a while. And that was one thing I was going to say before we go. Um, you were talking about how crappy the graphics were, you know, all the CGI was in the first season. There was a lot of this with the Absorbing Man. How, 
to me, well, I think it, it's easier. It didn't look bad. No, but I also think it's because you're you're basing it on him, right? I mean, all he has to wear is a green sleeve, and you have to change it to look like diamond. So right. it's all it's really physical. It's not you're building the absorbing man by himself. Correct. You know, there's no flying cars. There's no planes. There's no this. I mean, even the well, the, the, Quin, the Quinjet was, but that was a. Uh, that was basically they just took that straight from Captain. Yeah, America and that's too. The, the the thing with they that had that model when it's already, already. Yeah, when the when the model's already built, it's it's perfect. I mean, I'm sure if they could perfect Lola, it would be in it. Yeah, uh, well, a little I bit think more. Lola does show up again and flying. But yeah, you're right. That was the first one where they had you know where they had it flying over the field and everything looked horrible, and then uh, in the alleyway it looked really bad when it was landing. That they almost could have done with a practical effect too. Yeah. Um. No, I, the the thing with the Quinjet was good. The 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 Coulson stuff with that of him, you know, kind of the mission over the team part of it of kind of Are you glad they put change. the Quinjet? Yeah, I mean for what they they need it for. Um we'll see it again. I always like the design too. Yeah. If they use that as their sort of you know, transportation thing rather than this gigantic plane, or which they're gonna use it looks the plane. like they're gonna have to for a while at least. Yeah. So no, it's it was it was good. It wasn't great. It was good. Um, Plus, I mean, it does have places to go, people to see, <laughs> um, characters to kill. When I was watching Gotham, though, I kept thinking they do need to start killing some people. Though I'm kind of tired of the ice gun. Yeah. The ice well, gun it is feels ABC. so like yeah. Well, it's not only that. The ice gun just feels like hey, we're on at eight o'clock. Well, now um, that they are at nine o'clock, now. whatever it's yeah. still, that's the that the kind of takes me like, oh yeah, we're not going to kill anybody. We're just going to. I mean, I get it in this part because of. Well, in this, I get it because you know if they're fighting the general's men, obviously they're not going to kill them. But, right. You know when when you see Hydra, that's to me where you lose the sense of danger, the sense of intensity when you're just like, oh, they're just trying to stun people. So Would you like it more like you. the way Warehouse Thirteen did it, where they had both? To a certain degree, but I don't know. It just, I think it needs to take itself a little more seriously in that lane or come up with a better reason why they don't. I mean, Arrow, when he stopped killing people, where they're like, right. hey, maybe we shouldn't murder someone every show, they wrote it into their storyline as to why he makes that vow, and it makes perfect sense. Right. Perfect sense. And, it but it's also, I mean, yeah. yeah, and, you know, Diggle still shoots people in the face, so there you go. <laughs> maybe Diggle can come shoot Fitz. And Garrett, that'd be cool. That'd be a hell of a crossover. Yep. Um, Suicide Squad shows up and suicides the two of them. Did you see? Well, speaking of Suicide Squad, did you see that uh, Deathstroke is maybe coming back to be part of the Suicide Squad? Because they love that the 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 I guess the powers to be over at uh, Arrow and Warner Brothers love that character so much they want to bring him back for the Suicide Squad. Did he go anywhere? They they lock at the end of the season they locked him up in with the rest of the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, well that's going to be obvious. Right, which in the comic book he's already in it. So next week we have Flash and uh, Arrow starting up. Any anticipation to either of those shows? No, none at all. They're just terrible. Um, <laughs> we can't forget about Arrow if you follow Stephen Amell's uh, Facebook page because every day. Do you like the fact that he's going to be going off the island to Hong Kong in it? Yeah, it's time season. to get off the island. 
I mean, we're, we're but, but I wish they would just do away with the island altogether. Not not show us any flashbacks anymore. I think we passed that point. Well, it, it's a trope of the show. I mean, that would be the same thing as looking at Lost and going, you can't have the side stories. You can't right. have the, bat, the flashbacks. That's they've established. I, mean, I get that that's part of the right. formula. Yeah, and it'll it'll still be there, and it's still um, witnessing how it uh, shaped him and how he's evolved or hasn't evolved or where he's grown or hasn't grown. So, no, I mean, I've, I haven't been disappointed in the choices ever since, uh, Felicity's kind of shown up. So, I mean, they've already kind of shown, you know, some of the promo pictures and things like that. have already shown some of the evolution of some of the characters. Yeah. We'll see a red arrow or <laughs> arsenal or whatever they decide to call him. He's, it's oh, arsenal. Me. Yeah. Doing arsenal, which does, it's stupid because he doesn't, he goes by arsenal because he was, Full of weapons, you know, full right. of machine guns and stuff. So after he, he had an arsenal, yeah. No, no, this was before he went by arsenal first. Did he? I thought yeah. it was after that. No, arm. he he started as arsenal. He started as as like speedy, right? Um, and then he went to arsenal when he gave up the bow and he went to the automatic weapons and all that fun stuff. And then he became the red arrow when he gave that up, right? And then became a bowman again. And then they screwed over his entire life. Hey, by the way, your daughter's dead. We cut off your arm. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> You thought heroin was bad? Here you go. And anybody totally anybody that, that show that you don't want to see come back? Speedy. His sister kind of drives me crazy. That was the thing. That whole relationship uh, between her and the mother. Everyone's relationship with the mother was really right. so back and forth so quickly, too. So rubber bandy of I hate you, I love you, I hate you, I love you, and now you have a sword for you. So at the end... Did you um, see the rumor that uh, Laurel was supposed to take over the mantle as the Black Canary? I'm, I'm sure they'll get to that before the end. You think they will? Oh yeah, really? Yep. I think. I think. Uh, I think Sarah will die, and yep. And I think. I think where they're headed. Do you think they'll do the meta power? To me, no. I. I think it's something built, like the, the way Sarah has it, mm-hmm. or, um, I think even Black Canary had it for a while. I, I think in the comic she lost her power. And that was something that gave her like some throat corpus. Because remember the one that Sarah had was just like a sonic. Yeah, like, I think this will be held. the same thing. I, I, if if my personal thought is the Rachel Ghoul assassins thing, will Rachel Ghoul and Deathstroke will take be together, get to Star City to try and destroy it, kill Sarah, Laurel will take over Sarah's place, train with with all of them and they become that team and the, your very last season is going to be green arrow and red arrow and black canary and diggle and whoever else they decide to introduce right. just taking down the league of the, the league of assassins i think the league of assassins will be the kind you of think that, that's that be bad their... guy that's in the ether they've used deathstroke deathstroke's done what he thinks that he's going to do merlin's obviously back he'll be a part of the league of assassins all that stuff so that's where i think they'll go so you think that's going to be their their like I think overall be the end. Yeah. yeah, I think the, the last arc will be the arch the arch yeah. villain, that sort of thing, and it'll probably be, you know, he's the one that sunk the ship or something. <laughs> I'm sure, they'll have some. some well, there'll be some tie-in, yeah, yeah. obviously. Uh, what about Flash, real quick? I look forward uh, to Flash. Yeah. I actually haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen any of the really the promo work. I saw the, the piece that was at the end of Arrow, and that was it. So I've seen one of them. The only thing that, and Mikey and I were talking about this, was that the only thing I'm really worried about is them showing him running. 
Yeah, well, he's going to run. So well, no, get I mean, over that just quickly. The, uh, close of him running, it'll look kind it's of it, odd, It's going it, to be. It'll be fine. If you show him starting out, it's and a lot of streak since it's a lot of the same people that did Arrow. I think there's a lot of people that have already kind of gotten their feet wet and got their feet under them. So I think it's the joke I've made the whole time. It'll hit the ground running. Um, but it looks and it looks like it'll, it'll be able to have more fun because it's more colorful. It, you'll probably have superpower villains. Mm-hmm. I think it'll follow more of a Smallville-esque idea of a bad guy a week or yeah. two weeks. Um, Barry's always an interesting character. His personal life should be fun. Do you so like no. the actor playing Barry? Yeah. Should be good. It should be good. I'm looking forward to it. I know a lot of other people are too. I think a lot of people have thought that's... It was good introducing him in, in Arrow first because you get to familiar with that character, you know, with the actor, and then because he started out, he he was on Glee, but he started out with their Glee project, so he wasn't even really an actor at first. You know, he he was a singer and everything, and you know, they turned him into an actor. Yeah, but I mean, he's got he's got a fun vibe to him. Uh, I think that show is going to be the antithesis of what Arrow was when it started. It'll be something fun. It'll be something where they really know who everyone is and get those stories kind of going early. So, oh, I think it'll be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, cool. I'm I'm excited. For and it, it seems to be like... the one that everyone has of all the stuff that's coming and all the stuff that had come. I think this is the one that people seem to be really excited about. You know, whether it was something like, I'm really looking forward to this, and I saw the previews and the promos, and I think this is exactly what I wanted. And people were like, I didn't know what this was going to be, and I don't care about Flash, but man, I saw those promos, and it's awesome. Right. So. Do you think um, by the end of this, we're going to be burned out of superhero movies slash TV shows? No. Nope. This is just the beginning. They've been talking about that for the last five years, and it hasn't happened. So, But in the last five years, we haven't had so much of it. But you have. I mean, you've had, you've had this type of stuff. We've had these superhero movies. We've had comic books we've had tv series whether it's something established or it isn't it's just you know what this is this is what it is and people are either going to watch it or they don't i don't think it has anything to do with superheroes as much as it has to do with being good right you know did, we get, it's good did, did we get sick of crime dramas that's true and we're still and getting at one more point more. you were sitting there and you you had two ncis's three csi's three law and orders mm-hmm. and i think like three other cop shows and we just got another ncis yeah. this year so er yeah, you're did we get tired of medical dramas for the longest time? No. They were all over the place. Right. So but I just meant this because we weren't being bombarded at the theater and you know at home. I don't think people are bombarded if it's good. You're bombarded when it's bad. Yeah. The, you know, the 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 friends clones cuz they were all terrible. That's true. You watched friends and you thought it was funny and you were interested in those characters and, and you watched everybody you watched the 85 other shows that were friends. They were all bad. Yeah. It wasn't they it's like they either tried to copy it too closely or they didn't copy it close enough or whatever that they did. They were just terrible. Yeah. You know, music is the same way. Everyone explodes. You know, Mumford and Son sells 3 billion albums and everyone with a ukulele and a banjo is all of a sudden in a band. <laughs> and everyone signed them and they were out there and we didn't get sick of it. You know, if um, it's good, people will, will do it. If people will get sick of it when it's bad. Yeah. If, if I Vampire and Constantine and Flash and Agent Carter are terrible, then yes, we're going to be sick of superhero shows because we're right. sick of bad shows. Um, last thing is totally off the subject. I just wanted to get your opinion because they just made an announcement today. Apparently, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon 2 
is going to be released in the theater and on Netflix streaming the same day. The search for the crouching tiger and the hidden dragon. Well, they're saying that this. I didn't see any tigers (laughs) and I didn't see any dragons, and then I realized that's because they're crouching (laughs) and they're hidden. Um, A great Steve Martin joke. (laughs) This is supposed to be the first time that we are getting a movie being released in the theater and on major, you know, streaming on Netflix at the same time, and they're saying it's just the beginning. Do you think that this is the end for movie theaters? Nope. There will never be an end for movie theaters. Because see, Beth made a good comment. Because I, I, today I said that I would be in danger. Because if something like Guardians, you have the problem of people pirating it real easy. Because you can you know easily stream it from your computer and you know copy it. Right. Here's the thing. If you are not George Lucas or Michael Bay or Steven Spielberg or Bill Gates or an oil sheik, you will never, ever, ever be able to recreate a movie theater experience. Right. You just can't. Right. There, there is when people are like that. Oh, it's just that the movie's just right there on your screen, and it's the same experience. No, it's not. Well, that's a bad thing. And it's not even just that the screen is larger and the sound system or anything. It's the fact of getting up and going out. We are a society that tries to go do stuff. Right. We don't sit here and tell ourselves, "Let's get dolled up, let's get dressed, let's go to dinner, and then let's go back home and watch Guardians." Right. You know, well, let's go it, back home and watch Avengers. Let's go back home and even watch, you know, if this was true, any movie that wasn't Avengers would be a complete dud. Right. Why the hell, you know, if you can see the same thing at home, why would you go see If I Stay? Why would you go see any romantic comedy? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Right. But see, in that one, maybe what happens is you lose those smaller ones and it's just the big blockbusters that, that no. stay. It's like Beth told me, she goes, Would you have really just not gone and seen Guardians in the theater? No, you would have gone. I would have gone. You still I may not have gone, have gone I may not have gone six times, but I would have gone you know, to the to the three D IMAX. I would still gone and see it on the big screen. You know. Yeah, there's just there's there's nothing nothing's going to replace that anytime soon. So it's still gonna be there. Yes. The people that aren't going are people who never liked going to the movies in the first place. Correct. They just go to the movies because that's the only way place they could see it, right? You know. Well, and, a lot of these smaller independents already do this with with direct TV. Yeah, because that's the thing is when it's a small independent film or it's it's something along those lines that doesn't require a gigantic screen and a gigantic sound system. Yes, those are the type of films that are probably you know you may not see in the theater, but they're people that will go, people that want that experience will go take that experience. People who won't, you know. We've been talking about we've could... been talking about the end of CDs, magazines, comic books. Television news, newspapers. We've been talking about the end of this stuff for decades, mm-hmm. and it still hasn't happened. That stuff is just going to adjust. It's just Do you think change. it might lower some of the prices at the theaters? Not a chance at hell. You think it'll, it'll actually increase it? Because if less people go, is there going to be the same number of people going? I don't think so, because those smaller films will help theater stay, stay in business. Right. You can't open a theater and just have 20 screens of Avengers. Right. You know, because it just... If you give people everything that they want, they're not gonna they're not gonna go. So, um, I think prices are gonna go up. Everything's gonna go up. Everything always goes up, and it, and I think it'll go up exponentially. Is it gonna reach fifty dollars that that Lucas Spielberg thing where they said it's gonna reach <laughs> like fifty bucks by twenty twenty or something like that? I don't think so. But I think you'll. I mean, we've already seen a twenty dollar ticket at, at uh, um the IMAX of that. Yeah, the IMAX the, is over twenty. The, the XLs at, at the are thing like and, that. Yeah, you get closer and closer. I mean, a ticket at, at um, what's the one that's here? MovieCo? Uh, yeah, MovieCo is already, I think it's over $15 now or something like that. Well, the XL Theater is like yeah. that, yeah. Because they were going to, because remember they were showing Ghostbusters there for the <laughs> limited time. For like 
That's the other bucks to go. If, as long as people go back, think of how many films have been successful just being put back on a movie screen. Right. Jurassic you know, Park, Jurassic Park, and Ghostbusters, and stuff like that. So people are people are still X Men: Days of Future Past, the Rogue version. <laughs> That's what they're talking about doing next year. So yeah, any thoughts that you might have or concerns, comments, please email us at podcast at nerdables.com or leave us a comment on iTunes. So as always, remember, as I said, we're on iTunes. Check us out on Stitcher Radio, uh, SoundCloud, and make sure you leave us a comment at one of those places. So also, oh, uh, I guess check us out at facebook.com backslash nerdables or Twitter at nerdables show or check out our website nerdables.com. Don't so. check out the website. <laughs> <laughs> and next week, I think Travis and Ethan might be back with us for Chris. I'm saying so anyways.